going to continue to preach change and we will see it take place. Bishop Wine has always taught that as a preacher, as a pastor, you will have what you preach because you will only preach what God has said. A amen. You will have what you preach because you will only preach what God has said. And I want you to get ready because it's time to rise up and go after change. Somebody look at your neighbor and say, I'm going after it. Look at somebody and say, hey, look at dead in the eye. Look at him dead in the eye. Say, I'm going after it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Find somebody else real quick and look at them and say, I'm going after it. Yeah, yeah. This whole body, this whole church is going after change. We will be a part of the transformation that will be the new Perfecting Faith Church. Oh, come on here. Perfecting Faith Church is taking on a new image. And we are going to be perfected as we go. I just need a little more volume up here. We are going to be perfected as we go. Now, the scripture that I'm about to use, I've used so many times in, in many different, different services. But it simply says this in the book of Joshua, the third chapter. And I find this to be the most intriguing because it denotes how things must progress. It denotes how things must go forth, forward past where you were into where you're going. Because you can continue in motion but still keep the same practices and not realize that God is calling for a change. If you remember that in the book of Joshua, the first chapter of Joshua, it says that he had to take Moses, took Joshua away and he said, Moses, my servant, is dead. Moses is dead. But as I was with Moses, I will be with you. That simply means that I spoke to Moses, I will speak to you. Hallelujah. I spoke with Moses, I didn't speak with Aaron, I will speak to you. I've chosen you to be the successor of Moses and I trained you. You walked with Moses for 40 years. You know the people and you know how Moses revered me. You saw what I showed Moses. I gave Moses the commandments. You saw the miracles in, in, in Goshen. You saw all of this. And as I was with Moses, you saw the pillar of fire by night. You saw the cloud by day. You saw the manna from heaven. You saw the quail. You saw the water come out of the rocks. You saw that your clothes didn't wear out. I kept my promise and I preserved. Everywhere your foot trod, I gave it to you. And as I was with Moses... So I'm going to be with you. I'm going to do miracles with you. I'm going to do signs and wonders with you. I'm going to progress you. Moses stopped at the promised land border. Moses stopped. He brought the people all the way to the border of Canaan. And he could not go in. Because he did not obey God. But now, Joshua, I'm going to cause you in this change. Somebody say change. change. In this change, I'm going to cause 
you to bring the children into their inheritance. You're going to cross the border and you and Caleb already been there. You've already seen it. You've seen that the earth, that the ground, that the land is replete with provision. That there is more than enough. There are Grapes the size of pomegranates, there's honeycombs dripping with honey. The fields are ripe, the land is fertile, but there are giants in the land. And I told you that, 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 that you, were, you, you were capable, and you declared, Joshua, you declared with Caleb to Moses and the people, we are well able. Somebody say, I'm well able. You declared, you declared, Joshua, we are well able to go down there and conquer every one of those giants so that we can inherit the promise. Hallelujah. And they went down. And they went and conquered giants and, and they divvied up the land. But now we find ourselves in a situation. Hallelujah. We find ourselves in the situation that they've got to learn how to follow. In this change, they can't have the same mentality. They can't have the same mentality as their forefathers had. They serve the same God as their forefathers. But for this next move, they have to have a different mentality. Well, hallelujah. They still worship Jehovah God and, and they still keep the law and they still do the practices of, and they still remember the Passover and they still offer the offerings. But there's a new move. And where they're going is the promise that was made years before. And, they, and Moses can't take you there because his time is done. But his principles remain. And his leadership is the foundation. Joshua's not changing the foundation. He's just moving it forward. Somebody help me out here. He's just moving it forward. As I was with Moses, I'm going to be with you. And if you do everything that I tell you, if you keep the law, if you keep the law and meditate on it and do as it says, you don't have to worry. You don't have to be discouraged. You don't have to be dismayed for the Lord thy God will be with you whithersoever you go. If you keep the law, if you keep the word, if you obey God, you'll be able to make that change. Hallelujah. But you have got to instruct the leaders so that they can rightly lead the people. You've got to instruct the leaders so that they can adequately lead the people. There can be no division. There can be no confusion. I don't hear. There can be no autonomy. There, there cannot be any un, 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 unilateral moves. Everything has got to be orchestrated and in line and according to the word of God. 
Every minister, every minstrel, every tribe has got to walk in unison. They've got to follow suit. Because God is about to do something that demands us to be unified. That demands us to be obedient. That demands us to adhere. There are miracles that are about to take place once we are together and once we obey God. Somebody say, I'm ready for the change. Somebody holler, I'm ready for the change. And Joshua, verse 1 of Joshua 3, And Joshua rose early in the morning, and they removed from Shittim, and they went into Jordan. And he and all the children of Israel, he and who? All the children of Israel, and they lodged there before they passed over. And it came to pass after three days of lodging in Jordan that the officers went through the camp, the leaders, the ministers, the officers went through the camp. And, it, and they commanded all of the people saying, when you see when you see the ministers walking, carrying the weight of the anointing, when you see the ministers walking, the Levites, carrying the ark of the covenant of the Lord your God, you see the priests, the Levites, bearing it. Let me stop there. You see them bearing it. You see them carrying it. It's not an easy thing to carry. Because there are some prerequisites to carrying the ark. Ministers think that it's just easy to get up and pray and to preach. No, no. There's a weight that comes along with it. And there's a discipline that comes along with it. Hallelujah. There's a weight and a discipline. You can't just get up here and freelance. You've got to know the protocol of ministry. You've got to understand the regulations of ministry and you've got to keep them. You can't just fly and do what you feel. It's not about I felt like. No, it's not your feeling. It is the protocol. Help me out ministers because I'm preaching about you all and everyone watching. It is not just getting up and doing your own thing. It's not just getting up and praying and speaking and preaching like you feel. You've got to understand that there is a decorum. There is a protocol. There is a discipline that goes into carrying that ark. One thing is how you pick it up. How you lift the ark is important. Because you must all bend your back in sync. And you must all get underneath the rod. Because this ark is overlaid with gold. And it's made of wood that is heavy. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when you get underneath it, you've got to lift it in unison. No one can be weak at this point. Everybody's got to exert the same amount of strength. 
because this article is too precious this article is too sacred you can't touch it with your hands you can't put your carnality to the divinity you've got to make sure that you're clean oh you got to make sure you're holy you can't have your own opinion you've got to make sure that you obey the word you can't do it your way you got to make sure that you follow the instructions I'm trying to get through to somebody here ministers are not disciplined you've got to follow the instruction and you got to do so as one body let's deal with picking it up you got to get underneath it and, and you've got to count and you've got to lift it together and stand erect and put the rod on your shoulder two in the front two in the rear and you've got to carry it and you've got to walk in step nobody can have a different gait nobody can have a different cadence the cadence has got to be unified because we can't drop this we can't slip off the rod we've got to make sure we carry it in the right way because this ark represents the presence oh God help me this ark represents the presence of God the presence of Jehovah God and when you walk you've got to walk together ministers can't argue got to walk together ministers can't differ in opinion because the people are depending on the ministers to serve well because their future depends on that ark y'all don't hear what I'm saying the people needs ministry to be in sync with their leader because the people are saying how can we follow you if you don't follow him Somebody say, I'm ready for the change. I'm ready for the change. And they commanded the people saying, when you see the ark of the covenant of the Lord your God, and the, peep and the priests, you see them walking in sync with this sacred artifact. I want you, uh, you see the ark, you see the Levites bearing it. Uh, 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 then you shall remove from your comfort zone you shall remove from where you where you set yourself and, and made yourself at home you shall remove from your tradition you shall remove from your place and do what I didn't hear no zeal in that and do what I don't hear you and do what you shall remove yourself and you shall follow and go after it. Go after it. <laughs> and whoever doesn't want to go, that's not your concern. Go after it. Whoever thinks what they want to think about it, that's not your concern. Go after it. Don't let anybody slow you down. Don't let anybody whisper in your ear or hold you back. Go after it. If you got to shake some people loose, go after it. 
You hear what I'm telling you? Do not follow the will of the people. Follow the mind of God. Go after it. I wish that everyone would go, but it's a sure fact that everybody may not. But if they don't, don't let that hinder you. Get ready for the change. And when you see the ark of the Lord God, when you see the presence of the God shift, go after it. I never want to be where God was. I always want to be where God is. Somebody look at your neighbor and say, I'm going after it. And yet... There shall be a space between you and the ark. There shall be a space between you and the ark. That means you shall have a certain reverence. You will never treat this relationship common. You will never be so familiar that you forget to worship and revere God. You don't, no matter how long you've been saved, you will never be so comfortable that you forget that it was only by grace you were saved. And you will not, oh dear, and you will not take this thing lightly. You will not play with tongues. You will not laugh about Jesus. You will not affiliate with those who talk down about your God. You will make sure that you keep him lifted up. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. You will make sure that you honor God. You will not become so religious that you think you've got it all together. But you're going to keep a distance. keep a distance because the way that you're going in 2022 you've never been this way before what God is about to do and has started doing since January 1 you have not seen before and so you got to make sure you revere God step back and watch the watch God move step back and follow the leadership Follow the leader following God. I said, follow the leader following God. There shall be a space between you and it. About 2,000 cubits by measure. Do not get familiar with it. Do not treat it commonly. Y'all hear what I'm saying? Do not get so familiar that you treat it common. My name is Donnie McClurkin. Donald Andy McClurkin Jr. to be exact. Some people know me as Donnie. Some people know me as, as Pastor. Some people know me as Mr. McClurkin. But the bottom line is in the state that I stand in, in the position that I am in now, as chief servant of this ministry, don't get too familiar. It's not that I'm better than anybody, but there is a mission that I have that if you get too familiar, you'll miss out and you'll and you'll misstep and you'll and you'll mistake. But you've got to make sure that you keep this distance 
and understand the position because my position is to lead you into the promised land yeah, some of you may not like what I said but it's not for your approval it's for your obedience oh hear what I'm saying Oh no, he just want to act like he's... No, I'm not acting at all. This is too serious. Remember, I told you the ark is too sensitive. You can't just handle it how you want to. I can't just handle the presence of God the way I want to. I've got to do this thing in the right order because the people are at stake. What I do is not for my self-aggrandizement, but it's so that the people can get to the place that God promised them. Oh, I wish somebody. There'll be a space between you and it. Do not come close to it. Don't get familiar with it. That you may know the way which you must go. The reason why we follow most times is because the one that's leading us knows the direction. The one that's leading us knows the direction. Hallelujah. And so we don't follow to be, just to be servants or just to be slaves. But we follow because I'm connected to this leader to take me into my future. No. Bishop Winans put it like this. He said, don't you ever let anybody talk ill about your man of God. Because they hold your future in their mouth. Pastor Winans said that they hold the word of God for your life in their mouth. And if you let people speak ill of the agent of change, then you'll abort your future. Because God connected you to the church you belong to for a reason. Whether it's this church or whatever church you belong to, God connected you to that church because it has your future and your destiny in it. And he gave the pastor of whatever church it is, he gave them express orders. To make sure you take care of these. Because they are not your people. God said they're my people. They're the sheep of my pasture. And God has given express order to the pastor of whomever's church you belong to. To watch over the flock. And to lead them into the green pastures. To lead them. And to take care of them. Oh, I'm trying to get through to you. So you can't get that familiar. Because you don't know the way that you're going. Hallelujah. They, they, they're going to lead you in the way that you must go. For you have not passed this way heretofore. I've got to end here, so that means I'm going to have to pick it up next week. You have not passed this way before. I was trying to get to the next verse. But I got to stop here. Because of where we're going, 
We have got to take off our resistance. Take off our resistance. We've got to believe the word of God that's preached. And we've got to study to make sure it's the word of God. No doubt some of you have been saved for decades. No doubt some of you have been born again a long time. But remember, they marched for decades. For 40 years they walked and saw God move, but they still weren't ready for the change. Remember, for 40 years, they wandered in the wilderness and they saw the miracles of God for 40 years. Although they complained and stretched their time out, God never left them. God never left them. 40-day journey turned into 40 years and God never left them, even in their complaint. And they saw God work and they partook of the miracles. But after 40 years, you think that they get it right. And they still grumbled and complained because they weren't ready for the change. Some of them had been born in Goshen and traveled throughout the desert and saw the miracles and they complained through the desert, listened to the people complaining in their ears. And when they got right at the promise, And got proof positive that this was greater than they believed. They still found complaint because of change. They still found complaint because there was responsibility in change. There was responsibility in change. God's not going to make sure your clothes don't wear out now and your shoes don't go old. God's not going to bring manna from heaven now. Now there's responsibility. God's not going to bring water out of a rock now and God's not going to send the quail. Now that you're at the place of promise, there's provision but responsibility. There's sustenance but response. Hear me, but responsibility. It's not just going to be cookies and cream. Now you got to get down there and see this fertile land and see how it's going to be divided up tribe by tribe, family by family. But there's responsibility. What is the responsibility? You got to kill some giants. I got to stop here. You got to kill some giants. You've got to slay some obstacles. You've got to make sure that the ground is ready for change. Mm -hmm. It means that you're going to have to war in the spirit. But you still got to follow. And remember this as we go further. Remember this, and I'll talk to you about it next week. There was, a, there was an oath made by the children of Israel, by the children of the children of the children of Israel. For the elders had to go back into the wilderness and die because they complained. They saw the promised land, got to the borderline, but because they complained about the giants, turned northward. Go back into the wilderness and die there because you failed to believe. Joshua, take the young, take the 
21 years old. Nanda, take them in. You and Caleb, take them in, take them in. But then there was a decree made. Those kids decided, we're not going to die like our forefathers. The children decided, we're not going to wander 40 more years. The one that doesn't obey will be killed. Because we're going to inherit what God called. There are some things that you've got to kill so that you can inherit what God has promised you. There's some mentalities, there's some fears, there's some insecurities, there's some practices, there's some idiosyncratic ways you got to kill so that you can see the promise that God made come to pass. There's some giants that you've got to kill so that you can inherit what God has said. It does not come without responsibility. It does not come without responsibility. You've got to examine your heart. You've got to take evaluation of your life. What is, what is the giant in my life? It's got to go. Who is attached to me complaining? Got to lose him. I got to kill my own mentality. I got to kill my own hatred. I got to kill my own unforgiveness. I've got to kill the thing in me that's stopping me from moving forward because I'm at the borderline of the promise. I can see it right there, but I can't get to it until I get rid of these things. I've got to get rid of my lusts. I've got to get rid of my affiliations. I've got to get rid of my things that are hindering God from moving in me. I've got to be honest with myself. I can't lie about this anymore because I can't travel this far and still miss out. I've got to get this thing right. I can't even get to the fifth verse right now because I'm stuck here. I'm stuck here. we got to get back to the passion. We've got to get back to the practice of worship. We've got to get back into the reverence of God. We've got to understand his word and his will. We've got to follow hard after him. We've got to, we've got to reevaluate our Christianity. Uh, we've got to reevaluate whether we're really passionate about God. And I'm ready to kill some of these giants. And the truth is they should have been dead a long time ago. I don't hear nobody here. Truth of the matter is, I should have killed these things a long time ago. I, I, I should have taken stock in what God said and evaluated, checked myself out and said, Lord God, kill everything in me not like you. Check my mouth. Check my mind. I don't want my mouth to stop me from getting them blessed their heart spoke through their mouth and their mouth stopped them from the blessing and I'm going to ask a question I want you to evaluate I don't want you to raise your hand but how many of you have a mouth that you know is stopping you from the blessing don't raise your hand I don't want to see your hand I want you to evaluate this your temper and some of you take pride in the giant in your life some of you take pride in the thing in your life that God won't bless you from you take I, mean, I get people told I say I don't take no all of that kind of crazy stuff keeps you from the promise 
You haven't learned how to apologize. You haven't learned how to repent. You haven't learned how to go to God and ask for forgiveness and go to people and ask for forgiveness. And you're wandering again. Right at the promised land and wandering again. <laughs> Imagine getting that close and not prepare yourself for change. 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 It's worth it. Reverence God. Reverence His presence. Obey Him. Take heed. And this word of the law, you're going to keep it in your mouth, in your mind, your heart. Because by doing so, you will have good success. You will have good success. And then he, and then he said, I got, I got to end. I'm sorry that this wasn't dynamic, but it is something that will change your life. After he told them to keep the law, let me end with Joshua 1 and 8 and 9. I will end with this. I promise you I will. But Joshua 1 and 8 and 9. It says, this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, Joshua. I will be with you as I was with Moses. But you got to make a promise that the book of the law, this law will not depart. You will not forget it. It will not depart out of your mouth. But you shall meditate there in day and night to remember what I said so that you and the people that are following you can have what I promised to your forefathers, but they missed out on. You shall meditate on it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then and only then shall you make your, shall you make your way prosperous. We want prosperity without keeping his law. And I'm not talking about the Mosaic law. I'm talking about keeping his law. The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. For then you shall make your way prosperous. And then when you obey and follow and get ready for the change, you shall have good success. Have I not commanded thee? God says, Moses, I talked to him, but now Joshua, I'm talking to you. Have I not commanded you, Joshua? Have I not told you, leader? Be strong and have a good courage. Be not afraid and don't be dismayed. Don't be afraid of the assignment. Don't be afraid of the giants. Don't be afraid of where I'm taking you. Don't be afraid to take the people there. Don't be afraid to lead the people. Don't be afraid of the people that resist. Don't be afraid of the enemy. Have I not commanded you? Be strong. And have a good courage. Why? Because the people that are following you got to get to the promise. And you, they can't have a fearful leader. They cannot have a fearful leader. Have I not commanded you, Joshua? Be strong. Be of a good courage. Be not afraid. 
neither be thou dismayed for the Lord thy God will be with you you ain't got to worry about an enemy for the Lord thy God will be with you don't worry about the opinion of the people for the Lord thy God will be with you be a good leader for the Lord thy God will be with you be a servant to the people for the Lord thy God for the Lord thy God will be with you whithersoever thou goest wherever I send you I'll be with you wherever I lead you I'll be with you no matter what the opinion of people I will be with you a leader cannot be afraid of society a leader cannot be afraid of a pandemic a leader cannot be afraid of politics a leader cannot be afraid the people need a strong leader in order to make them strong leaders